to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 75, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, we'll reach into the mailbag and answer a question and then draft our top games from 2016. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. No, nah, I'm Richie. I, I feel like I want to like do as loud as cool things as I can in the new mics. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm all excited about them. Yes. <laughs> That's why you we got have a long nice, punch board there. Yeah. <laughs> we have a nice new setup. Thank you very much to our patrons. This was... Uh, this was thanks to them, and this is one of the things we were we were going for, so we could get a new yes. channel, right? Yeah. So we could exactly and stop because we've been using board games as our mic stands for the past two years, yes. right? Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, there's been a, a mountain of covers to like, help with so the sound, blankets yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, and and now that we're all on our own channel, we we don't have to worry about that, and we got new mics; they don't fall over, right? I mean, we almost seem professional. I like That's almost. True. Almost. Yes, we almost did. So there you go. It was like (laughs) the the hi-hat with the crickets. (laughs) Yeah, both at once, man. It's a buffet of sound. Oh, boy. I, You know what? So I'm excited. And again, thank you to the patrons. We're going to use this setup. We also got this soundboard so that we could do a little bit better interviews as well. So that'll be something, you know, and and not in-depth interviews necessarily, but stuff where they can join us. And so we're excited about that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I think we have on the docket, I mean, uh, we have, what, Tom Cruise, and then we have uh, (laughs) Prince Harry. Right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All those guys. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be good. We're not. Okay. It's going to be good. And- yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually, I'm still, I'm still warming up. We actually had a a, a d- day of positive degrees here in Nebraska. Oh, it's shorts weather now. I know, right? Uh, hey, I saw. It was I actually saw, felt nice today. I know. Yeah, double it really out. It yeah. really did. My pipes froze on Monday morning. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Did you have a break in your? No break, thank goodness. Um, it was like in the middle of the night. It was still working. But then at like six o'clock in the morning, I got up to go to work and turn the shower on and nothing. Mm. And I was like, oh, crap. And I have a little closet downstairs in the basement where the pipes are. And I just took a hairdryer and I just started. There you go. You know, nice. And probably about after 20, 25 minutes or whatever, whatever must have released. And so then everything came and was flowing just fine. So I yeah. got real lucky. I was I was really worried. Um, didn't even think about it, but. The, the basement that we're recording in right now obviously was just a basic basement and they built all the, the, the room and all this and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, they put a little closet over there and those pipes are in that. And with that door shut, it was freezing in mm-hmm. there. Ooh, so yeah. now it's just like, I just told my, you know, my kid, you know, you're just going to have to leave that, that open. open when it's yeah. really cold like this, because otherwise, yeah, it, it has a chance to freeze. Well, we're lucky here because in Nebraska we had, we had some rolling brownouts or blackouts, but nothing like, Texas. We have a lot of friends in Texas, and we're thinking Ooh, of those guys because yeah, they're not used to it. No, well, no. And, and they have they've had power they've had power go out for 
for right. days now. Yeah. So right. right. That's we're thinking of you guys. So did you get hit know. with a rolling blackout at any point? No, we seem to be because we we are very close to a lot of commercial areas. Luckily, we didn't have that happen, I think, hmm. but uh, certainly people in the neighborhood did. So I'm surprised because we got it, uh, what was I think it was Tuesday morning from about 7 to 9 at my store, right. at, at a, oh, okay. which is really close to your house, Yeah, uh, the the uh, the store that I manage. Wow. So, yeah, so yeah. I was was concerned. But, uh, yeah, it was cold. Negative, what, 20, 22 degrees or something. Negative 20 and then negative yeah. 40 with, with the, the wind, wind chill. chill. Yeah. yeah, right. It was bad. You know what? That I think that's contributing because I gotta. I'm realizing I gotta go back on my meditation schedule because I've just been angry a lot. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just I've just been angry. I don't know where it comes from. So you sure it's not from playing 18xx games? <laughs> no, no. But this is that's one thing I will say is if you do have electricity, it's good board gaming weather, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if you don't have electricity. That's, you know, that, hey, you got a flashlight. That is very there true. You, you could great. play board games without electricity. Maybe we need to do a draft of games you could play with a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I should hit that. Yeah. <laughs> the crickets. <laughs> Why don't you can't keep that volume down? What do we got it for? <laughs> so much for hey, the professionals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit it again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get used to the board. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we should talk about board games. Hey, that's Hell a great yeah. idea. I love yeah. it. I love it. This is a game that uh, I was taught uh, by my friend Brent. He brought it over a few weeks ago, and then I've picked up my own copy and played it a couple times, and it is fastly growing to be one of my new favorite games. It's a GMT game. You guys surprised? Surprise, surprise. Okay. Oh, no, not anymore. Um, and it's a two-player, it's basically a two-player war game. And it's called... Uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's called Seki Gahara. Have you guys He also just one? pronounced that like yeah, flawlessly, yeah. too. I'm honestly, I'm starting to think that you've been abducted and just replaced. <laughs> it's total invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> oh, all right, whatever. Uh, this game is basically it's set in 1600-ish uh, Japan time, and it's called the Unification of Japan. And it basically have two factions. One is like the current emperor, and then you have the other one, which is the, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not remembering the names of the different clans or the families, but one player is basically trying to overthrow the current you know, emperor, and obviously then the other one is just trying to um, you know, stop them from doing that. And there's a couple of instant win conditions, but you also just after seven rounds, there's a victory point condition that you could beat uh, to whoever has the most victory points. And it's it's really it's there's no dice in it. It's all card driven. So how it works is you have all these blocks that are facing you that are yours. And obviously your opponent's blocks are all facing them. And you have like four or five different symbols that are on these blocks and so when you go to do a battle, you have to, you, you reveal one of those blocks, but you have to reveal a card that matches one of those blocks to then add that to basically your attack power. And so you might have a really good stack that has like three really powerful blocks in it. But if you don't have the certain card to put what those blocks out or the certain cards, put those blocks out then they're meaningless. And then, you know, you can lose to a much inferior, basically, army because you don't have the, the the cards. But there's a lot of ways, obviously, to manipulate the cards. And on your turn, you always have an option of um, 
you know, if you, if you want to do move, you, you do all your movement first and then you do combat after that on your turn. And, or you can simply like discard your hand and get new cards or whatever. If you're trying to, you know, find certain cards, um, is this is for me, obviously this is a very huge departure in the, in games that I obviously used to play. Uh, not that I don't still play those games, but you know, I mean, it's just different from what I've, I I'm used to. So it's very, new and exciting for me just on how to kind of do that. I'm probably really bad at the game, but um, I just find it really fascinating on trying to figure out exactly where am I going to move my, my troops to, and then where am I going to, you know, where am I going to defend over here? Am I going to have to go over here and try to attack? And then on the board, you're trying to either take over these castles and there's nine castles on the board. And if you have majority of the castles at the between rounds, you get an extra card, which obviously is huge in a game like this where you're trying to collect cards. Um, and then there's also these resource spots. And if you have more resources, you get more blocks to be able to draw out between rounds so that you can recruit them out onto the board. So it's very much a, like a, you know, oh, I'm going to try to go get these and these and or I might want to defend this. Or if I go move too many, you know, my troops this way, then these this is undefended. Um, absolutely fast. I played a great game with my with my uh, my son Mason the other night and it was oh it was so close at the very end it was like I had to like do one last battle to take over this castle and I ended up winning by like one point so it's it's really really cool the and it's beautiful the board is beautiful I mean I think the blocks are really cool um, yeah I, I know this is like a whole different type of game for me but I'm I'm just digging it and you know, I, I think I like almost that there's no dice in it. Um, you know, just because that just, you know, yes, there's the randomness still of the cards, but I feel like I still have a little bit of control over it. So I still guess, you know, it still feels Euro-y to me in a war game type of two player war game kind of scenario. I think that was the intention of the design too. By the way, I should say that the uh, designer here is Matt. Calkins, I think Matt Calkins. So, uh, but honestly, I would say for a lot of our listeners to check this out. In fact, Rodney from Watch It Play did a really good. He does a really good, yeah, watch a it really play. good Watch It Played of this mm-hmm. and really clean. So he lays it out. If you're if you feel like you might be intimidated, you should watch that, and uh, it might clear a lot of things up for you. But I think what you like about it actually is that it is about the supply chain and the resource ideas uh behind a war game almost that's sure that's so much what it has to do with yeah and i mean certainly like a year ago i would not have even have thought about playing this type of game because i would have just been like oh no there's no way or i've been intimidated or whatever and now i play i'm like you know this is not that's not this bad and i honestly i think if a lot of people tried this game i don't think that they would find it even euro players i don't think would find it to be all that hard of a game, you know, I think they would grasp the concept of it. Right. It's, it doesn't seem to me to be even that much of a step up from something like memoir 44, for example, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm excited to try it. I I picked up a copy a while ago, uh, but it's just been sitting on the shelf, but now you've, you've inspired me to to dust it off and actually read the rules. If there's anything that you can say about Clef, it's that he's inspiring. (laughs) Well, this year with the, uh, the chain, I mean, I don't know if this is, you know, our clef or not. I but, know. You know, it's a doppelganger. It's all right. Richie, what have you been playing? <laughs> well, I kind of lied to the wife. 
um, oh. this past weekend because I it happens. I've been wanting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, in our Slack chat, there there was a lot of uh, Lisboa talk. Uh huh. There were a lot of pictures going up, mm. and I and I got my copy in uh, maybe like two months ago with the Queen variant. Yes, sir. And I've been I've been wanting to try it based on uh, Chad's recommendation. So mm. I told the wife, I was like, "Hey, would you mind playing a little bit more involved game?" But on your turn, all you're going to do is you're going to play a card <laughs> uh, and you're going to draw a card. And there's uh, only four it. actions. <laughs> and she was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and then when she Whoops. came down, <laughs> when she came down and she saw the board, she just started shaking her head. She's like, this, this does not look like the game that you described to me. And I was like, well, I was sit down. I was like, and then I told her the theme because she likes, she likes a good theme. And she's like, oh, okay, uh, that's fine. That's 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 interesting. And then I started explaining the rules. Uh, and then when I got into one of the actions that has like six sub actions, she's like, you, you you lied to me. This is <laughs> this is not <laughs> this is not that simple of a game. Uh, but we we got through it. We played it. Yeah, and, which which the truth of Lacerda games are most of them are. Hey, there's only four, maybe five actions. Yeah, they just have like fifteen different actions to go yeah, along a lot with of, them. Absolutely, a lot but of yeah. sub. Okay. To All right, so you got through the game, but we we got through the game. She she enjoyed it, uh, kinda, and <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that I enjoyed the queen variant very much. So just because it the way that it works is now is instead of the the, the decree cards, which are the in game scoring cards uh -huh. being available throughout the entire game, which you really you don't pay attention to them till the end in right. the base game. Uh, with this, once a certain card comes out, it kills that. And then that the middle, what's the name of that middle guy, Chad? I'm sure you know this. Oh gosh, the, I think the blue guy. guy, the blue guy, the blue guy. He's the the architecture guy, the main. Oh, sorry, I can't think of it. Blue guy. Yeah. The blue so guy. the uh, the blue guy gets switched to the queen, and then the her that action is just the uh, the other two actions. The, as far as the the green guy and the pink guy, so, so he just does the, the he just does the green guy and the pink guy's action now. Yeah, that main. I thought action he did there. another action besides just the decree cards. I thought each one of them did two actions. Am I thinking something wrong? It's been a long time since I. Well, played they Lisboa. they all have so they have a their main. I forgot what the main action is that's in that like blue box, and then they have two other actions. The next two to them. sub ones. Okay, yeah, so those two sub ones are still there. Oh, okay. It just, it just replaces, replaces his main, main action. action. Where you okay, can, you gotcha. can no longer take the decree cards, so you have to. Get them early and, okay. and kind of plan. And honestly, for the first game, because we didn't, it was her first game. Uh, I did not use the those A B cards that they include in there, just because I, I didn't like those in On Mars at all. Because they, yes, they give you something to go for, but then after you get done with that, now you're just left right with nothing. Yeah. Um, so at least this forces you to get those decree cards early, yep. and now you actually do have something that you're going after. And plus, it just makes the the end of the game a lot more interesting because. It's just, you're not just sitting there for the last few turns just getting decree cards that you've mm -hmm. already completed. Okay. Um, so it, it definitely made it more interesting. I wouldn't say that it, I mean, it's still not my favorite Lacerda, uh, but it's something that now I'll, I'll keep that around. And when Chad brings it up, brings you're not, not going to be opposed. To I wouldn't be opposed to playing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we should say too, that the, for, for those people that are not familiar with the game, the decree cards are really scoring objectives. And what happens in the regular game often is the last couple turns are just a fast and furious grab for what decree cards might fit what you've already done in the best way possible. And so the queen's variant 
has you constantly assessing, can I do this? Can I do this soon? Uh, who's going to take those other blue cards? If they flip over a blue card, is that going to end it right then? Should I take a blue card or should I wait? You know, it's got some some interesting decisions in the pacing of the final game. And so I will I will still play it either way, but I really like what it does and what it adds to to the game for sure. Yeah, and honestly, I, I mean, you don't have to go. It's just a it's a single or it's two cards for the expansion. So you don't even really need to go get those. You can just do play it. it with the base game. Yeah, you can just do it when that card, I think it's uh, card number 57. When that comes out, you just kill the decrees. Right. So, hmm. uh, But yeah, overall, I would, I would definitely recommend it. I, would, I don't see a reason not to play that way. It just makes the game a lot more interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Chad, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I will give a really quick mention, very quick mention, because uh, I have been contacted uh, through various channels about uh, Marvel Champions. Have I played this or that? Uh, I played the solo. I played the new Quicksilver pack that's out. Uh, Quicksilver, Quicksilver in Marvel Champions is a, a speedster. He moves really, really fast. And so basically his big deal is he can ready himself several times. He also has some upgrades in his pack so that he only has uh, one power of attack, one power of thwart, and one power of defense. But then he has all these upgrades that also uh, can tack on to that. And then so you're chaining these uh, attacks and and extra things onto him, and so it's it's a really fun it's a really fun way to play the game. I played it a couple of times, and I won only the second time against you know sort of the way I I play every pack is just get it out and play against easy rhino, and then kind of figure out what the cards do basically. But uh, I would highly check check it out if if you are into Marvel Champions it does something a little bit different and it's fun and he also has a team up with uh, the Scarlet Witch too so he does some special stuff with her her pack comes out I think next month but anyway something to check out but the big one the one that you can wake back up again Clef uh, <laughs> Uh, actually, now that I'm not like hiding somewhere, I like I feel like I have to listen <laughs> to Chad. <laughs> I can't like just zone out or something. <laughs> and I was actually listening because I was too. <laughs> Knox keeps asking me questions about superheroes, Ooh. and I don't know anything about superheroes. And oh, it's maybe either you I'm gonna play this. Either I'm at to start learning <laughs> things about superheroes or watching the movies, or I'll just send them to your house. I will you tell you what. Knox will I will tell you what. Richie will knock on the door. Here's Knox. He got him for five hours. He, he, A, he is welcome to come over to my house. B, if you want to bar, borrow Marvel Champions, you are certainly welcome. I still got so, time. Yeah. I still got a little time. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. I think I just dropped Knox off. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, for, for Clef, the next game I'm going to talk about is a game that uh, one of our, our, our good friends and... Uh, I think even patrons showed showed us showed me, excuse me, uh, excavation Earth. It's from among other designers, David Turchy and uh, Mighty Games. I think is the publisher. But anyway, this game uh, this game is a really interesting one because it sort of does a market simulation and manipulation, but it also has some point to point movements and things like that. The theme of the game is that Earth is kind of a crazy, weird sort of post-apocalyptic planet, I guess, and you are aliens or aliens are coming down to the planet and and getting basically found artifacts of, of weird human stuff. They're into that. And so you are selling it to them 
you know, and getting and getting money because that's really the end game points is, is money. So you're going to get artifacts. Do you want to kind of move to a space where you can sell the artifacts and then make sure the right are right aliens, make sure the right aliens are in place to buy those artifacts from you. Okay. Um, so you have multi-use cards and you have a hand of those. You're basically getting, I mean, it kind of depends on your, on your hand of cards, but probably about four turns per round and two actions per turn generally uh, with your cards and stuff. You can do things like travel. So again, you need to be in certain spots to ex- excavate certain things, you know, and take from certain dig sites. So your color of your card will be important then, you know, based on what color you're going to be able to, to dig those things up. Uh, and then you will be able to, like I said, excavate. When you excavate, you're going to have to have those those colors. And then you have your own player board. And when you get those colors, you're going to fill those in on your player board like cubes kind of like in 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 lisboa so based on the spot that you get them from those have different symbols on on them and you're going to fill in those cubes and when you fill in rows or columns you get points for those things as well because you're kind of taking the idea is you're taking samples and putting in in your own museum as well as selling to this market then also another action is to seed the market so then you have to have uh, you have to be on a spot that influences that market. So with that, you have to make sure that there are buyers of a certain color that are going to be there to buy your certain colored artifact as well. So that's really important. And then you also have to make sure that you have a uh, a trader there too. So those are those are some of the actions you're doing as well. Then you can use an export action, which you can use any card to sell at that point, right? But you can sell to that to that card. And then it's important over here in the market, how many uh, colored aliens for that particular artifact are out on the board. Because if there are a lot of aliens out, that obviously makes the, the thing more valuable, right? So that's important. And then you can sort of uh, you can survey. That's another thing where you can see the upcoming board and what's going to seed out those, those, um, you can see what's going to uh, seed out those particular artifacts on the board, what color they are, so you can prepare for a turn. In other words, you can take a card from your hand and replace it with the upcoming card, and that way it helps you prepare for uh, what's coming out or control what's going to come out the next turn. And then you can smuggle, so you can sell to the black market at any time too. And then uh, one of the other things you can do is, is uh, command. So once I've sold to a certain number of people in a market, which the more people I can sell to in different markets, the more I can make more money, right? Uh, But then my salespeople go to the mothership, right? And depending on what market they went to, they'll go into a category and they will make up area majority at the end of the round. And so that's important as well. And so then uh, I can choose to score those in area majority, or I can do what's called a command action and take them back and use the card action that is allied with that part of the majority there. So there's a lot of things to think about. Um, I played it at three player, thanks to Joe. He had played it with his wife a couple of times, I think. And uh, they remarked upon, you know, how much different it was at three than two, because you can really get in each other's way because you can push out uh, some of the people that are looking for artifacts in those markets. So if I want to seed the market with blue people to look get my blue artifact, I can push 
I can push those other people out. So it's, it's very interesting that way. And also you can see that when you clear people out of the middle of a ship uh, of the mothership, you will push them back into the market. And now that color is not valuable at all. So it's very interesting, the back and forth. I would, I would highly suggest it because I think the price point for this game is somewhere in the, in the mid to low 50s. Uh, now, I played with the deluxe uh, Kickstarter version of Joe's, and the money was all nice uh, metal coins and stuff like that. But uh, I, think, I, I think even the regular version is something interesting. So if you like the uh, multi-use cards and you like market manipulation... I would highly suggest this, especially if you're going to play with more than two, because I think that's where the sweet spot is at to kind of push each other's market dynamics back and forth. What's it go up to? I think it goes up to four or five. I'm not sure. But I, I, I would say definitely worth a play. Definitely worth a play. That sounds interesting. Yeah, definitely uh, check it out. Yeah, I'm more than happy to have Joe come teach me. So, <laughs> Well, fellas, we've got a couple... Uh, Pieces of mail we got to go over. All right. Mailbag time. All right, fellas. So we got a couple of questions. We're going to start with the the real easy one first. Uh, And this was from Tyler. And this uh, came to us in our Slack channel on our mailbag channel on there. And he wants to know what our favorite age of steam map is. Now, if you're on Slack, you already know what Clefs is, but. (laughs) I thought somebody asked what the capital of Germany was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this, yeah. So if, and this is, this is actually kind of a hard question because I have played some great, great Age of Steam maps. Yes. And ones that I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I mean, we just played Italy, which was great. We, you know, uh, you know, Detroit bankruptcy is great. I mean, there are so many great maps, but the one for me that I still look back fondly on, I've only played it one time. So I, I it's, it's kind of hard to almost say favorite, but is Berlin. And the reason I liked Berlin so much was you had the East and the West side of Berlin Obviously, this would be pre, you know, fall of Soviet Union. But on the west side, whenever you would try to deliver a good, if you ever ran into a city that had, I think it was a blue good, you couldn't go past it. It would stop you up. So you'd have to get the blue sit, blue cube out of there first before you could move. And then on the east side, you had the red cubes. I know they were the reds because obviously the reds. And you had to get those red cubes out of the way. So it was really interesting in the fact like you might be like, Ooh, I've got a five or I got a six, but there's that stupid red cube in my way. And then if you go to deliver that red cube, you might only deliver it for like one or two. Somebody else might then be able to take your cube and go, you know, and maybe deliver it before you get to do it. So it was really, really cool. Now it also has the Berlin wall that goes right down the middle of it. And you could build in between, you know, like you could build up to the wall but you couldn't go through it unless you took a special action. And then that special action, you could actually start to remove pieces of the Berlin wall. And then at some point, I think it was, you know, some round or whatever, the Berlin wall fully comes down and then you can deliver, you know, throughout the entire thing. But I just, the theme of it was just really cool on that, on how, 
hey, you can't get past the Red Army and you can't get past the, you know, the, the, you know, the European, you know, allied factions on the other side. It was just such a cool, you know, thematic thing. And then yet so really good in the Age of Steam. And it was one of those games where I feel like it just changed just enough of the rules to just, it's still the same great game, but yet has enough differences in it. So yeah, at this moment, at least, and one day, you know, who knows, maybe we'll rank all of our Age of Steam maps. um, But at this moment, Berlin is going to be the, the, my number one. So what about you, Chad? Well, I haven't played nearly as many as you guys have. Uh, I like even some of the ones that come in the deluxe box with the Kickstarter, but you know, the Italy map was very memorable. We'll talk about that probably another time, but I really liked the body one, which is another Albin VR map. You know, I thought it was really cool that uh, it had to do with oxygenated blood and unoxygenated blood. So at, at, on certain phases, the cubes uh, would take red and on certain uh, phases they would take blue, Mm -hmm. you know, and how that worked through the kidney system and everything. That was great. That was really cool to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, maybe who knows, maybe it's the, the physical therapy. uh, I don't know, but I I just thought that that was, that was really great. I didn't, uh, I didn't play it well, but I thought the map was really awesome. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I I really liked that one. That was enjoyable. Yeah. I remember I was doing really bad in that. And so then people started giving me, you know, links because they mm-hmm. have to use mine. And <laughs> right. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I was like, man, I'm in. right back in this game. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So that was, that was, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Brent wasn't, was that the game where you had to yeah. go? Yeah, I had to help him pick up his wife. Yeah. yeah, I think he threw me a link just for doing that. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah that was, that was a weird game yeah. for sure. But yeah, good I'd times. like to play that one again. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Uh, for me, uh, Central New England has still been my, my favorite. I, wow. I, I do keep a running list on my phone of my my rankings for wow, I would not expect any different Richard. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know my wife's social security number but I <laughs> I've got this down. <laughs> She'd be so proud. <laughs> she doesn't know mine either. We, uh, we yeah. figured that out the other okay, day. Okay, okay. Um but yeah, Central New England it's uh, it's New Hampshire and Vermont combined. So it's those two maps uh, which were both uh, Ted Ausbach maps and you can combine them before I, someone redrew it. I think it's a rocket surgeon on uh, board game geek. Uh, but before you would have had to bought two copies of both maps so that you can flip them over and combine them. Right. Uh, but we played it with six. I think it says it's best with seven or eight, uh, yeah. which I would agree. I think we were just a little too open <laughs> at the six. Uh, so I definitely want to try it again with the, with seven or eight. Uh, mm-hmm. But it but it was fantastic as far as the there was a line that you that ran between the two states uh, that you couldn't deliver goods over unless you took the uh, smuggle act. Oh no no no! You couldn't del- deliver within the same state. You had to take it yes. over the line. That's yep. what it was. Mm-hmm. And unless you took the smuggle action, that's what always throws us because smuggling you think you're taking it across lines, but right. in this game you're keeping it within in, in the state. Thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a fantastic map with six, and I would love to see it with more. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, there you go, Tyler. There's our favorites. Good question. All right. And then our second question came from Twitter. Uh, this was from Dave, and he wants us to rank our Lacertas. Uh, Vital? Yes, Vital. I was just Lacerda. making sure it wasn't another Lacerta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Chad? So uh, the one and two for me switch daily depending on depending on where I'm at. But I'm going to go by what my last top 10 was for, for this podcast. And so that would put Lisboa at number one, slightly ahead of On Mars at number two. And then we'd have uh, Vinos at number three, 
Kanban at number four, and Gallerist at number five, and then Escape Plan is sort of a distant six. I'm I'm the one out of this group who can definitely see the problems with that game, but still enjoys it. And then CO2 just doesn't really rank on my list just because it, it, it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. Uh, it didn't have the combos that I really like. You're, mm. you're sort of doing stuff for other people back and forth and back and forth. And so the feeling I got from it, while it was interesting gameplay, was just not enough to hold my attention. Mm. Did you ever play that, the cooperative variant or I did play that once was that more interesting because I've almost thought about because I've never played either version so I've I've also I've been thinking about picking that up just for that but it was if if you like cooperative games it was interesting for that aspect right okay uh so if if you think you would play it as cooperative game it is it is definitely almost more geared to that because it's sort of semi-co-op right like Mm. you get this uh power plant um uh, blueprint and now I'm going to build off of that and now you get this contract and I'm going to build off of that sort of thing you know and so in that aspect I think that it's one of those things where it definitely it definitely lends itself more to cooperative play uh, that's yeah. just not my bag there are very few cooperative games that I enjoy although I enjoy some so okay well I might check it out because I, I do have a group that likes a lot of cooperative so yeah okay. what about you Clef? Uh, well I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go last to first. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, last, no questions, not even close in the world is escape plan <laughs> is by far the least favorite. Um, that's, I mean, I'll never play that game again and where the rest of every one of the series games I'll play again. Uh, so then I, I don't know what the numbers are here, so I'm just going to go back, but, uh, CO2 would be the next one. I thought it was an okay game. Um, as you said, Chad, the thing I didn't like about it is, is, you more seem like you were setting your opponents up for a good play than more getting to do it. There was no way for you to do something and then capitalize on it right away, which I realized was kind of what the game was. And maybe it would be better as a cooperative game in that, in that sense. But, um, but you know, like if you slapped it on the table today, I wouldn't like go, no way I'm not playing it. I'd give it another shot. It's not high on my list, obviously, but so I go escape plan. Um, next I would go, uh, I'd probably go Lisboa next just for me, for what I'm doing in that game. I don't know if I quite get the feel enough, good feels enough to play the game. And obviously it's, it's long. It's a bear to teach. I mean, quite, I can't believe Jessica sat through the teach, to tell you the truth. Uh, I can't, she just walked <laughs> I, I away. I lied to her. That's, well, that's, how, that's still, how I got her to do it. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, for saying uh, you just simply uh, play a card and draw a card. Yeah, that's about the biggest lie ever. But anyways, um, so I, still, it's a solid game. I just, for me, I think those things kind of drag it down a little bit. Um, next, I think would probably be Kanban. Not that I don't, I like Kanban. Uh, I played, you know, I've played it a lot. Uh, I've probably played it 10 plus times. Um, I think one thing, I think it's better at more players. Like two players is not great. Kanban just simply because you don't have quite as much, uh, interaction with the, you know, placing the pawn or whatever. So, um, then next I would go with on Mars and not because I don't think on Mars is great, but I have not, I never purchased it and I've only played it when back when we reviewed it and I haven't played it since. So it's kind of hard for it to be any higher than that for me. And then honestly, for me, my top two are are a toss up. Um, but right now, in my head, I'm going to do this. I'm going to say I'm going to go Gallerist number two, 
and I'm going to go for, for one reason, I'm going to go with Vino's number one. And that's because it still is one of my fondest memories of when I first started playing games with Chad, we had played <laughs> the, we had played the, uh, uh, yeah, we played, we, we played, no, you know what? We played the, we played the, uh, 2018, I think it was edition. And then we went and thought at the game shop, we're, we're going like, to, yeah, oh, no problem. what could be the difference? We're just going <laughs> to, you know, we just see yeah, how we're just going to play the other version. And wow, was that a mistake? And we had no idea what was going on, but it was just funny and fun and everything. And then mm-hmm. obviously since then, now when I'm talking Vinos, I'm flat talking the original 2010 version, the bank and, and the whole nine yards is, is just a tremendous game. It's, you know, it's a t- typical Lacerda game where you have very, very few actions to take and you have very few actions. You actually are going to take so few actions in the game. I think it's like, what, 12 actions or something. You take the entire game yeah, something like that. of the main actions. Mm-hmm. You've really got to get those barrels moving to get those extra actions. And, you know, the fair is very, very, very important. You got to make sure that you're doing well on that. You got to make sure you have those wine experts. There's just a lot of stuff that goes on. You know how Lacerda is so good at having all that stuff that's there. And then just, you know, just has that little bit of, these are the simple things you're doing, but all these things are around it. Uh, that Clef, that warms my heart because I really thought you were bringing it up just to bring up the Vinos death spiral and make fun of me. But, but, but I but, forgot about that. I know. I, I, I actually, I, I'm thinking of, you know, the first time I think I came over to your house and we played that 2018 version yeah. and, and yeah. I serenaded you with Hamilton songs and you were like, stop rapping at me, please. And then, you know, it was a good time. Uh, back before I even knew what GMT was. Yeah, right. yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richie, finish us off. All right, so for me, uh, bottom would definitely be Escape Plan. That's probably, my, though, my favorite theme of his. I know, And right? I really wish I liked that game. Um, yeah, so Escape Plan would be the bottom for me. Uh, then probably Kanban. I've never, I would I would definitely, because you just got Kanban EV, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I definitely want to try it again. I think our, our first, t- the first teach I got of it was a little shaky. Yeah. Oh, if, if I really remember correctly. Shaky. Yeah. And then I went and I... Was it Vasco da Gama shaky? No, 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 no. <laughs> N- nothing that shaky. But, and then I went online and I played like four or five games of it uh, with those shaky rules, not really understanding what I was doing. Uh, so that is one that I would definitely want to try again in real life uh, to see where it sits. Uh, then Lisboa for me as well. It, it's The Queen's variant definitely, it makes it to where, you know, I'm happy to own the game, happy to play it anytime, but uh, it is a little long for what I get out of it. Uh, then I would say Vinos, um, and that's really Vinos. I would definitely say w- was my second for a long time uh, on Mars. Just push it down slightly, uh, and I think that's more just I I love that theme of on Mars, uh, and then so on Mars for my second, and then uh, the Gallerist would be my favorite. And I can't argue with you there. Uh, the the on Mars. The reason that that sits so highly for me is because you can control the pacing by controlling your goals. Like I love yeah. that for a game like that. That's it's just great. You guys can all uh, agree beforehand on what kind of game you want to play and set it up that way, essentially, which mm-hmm. is great. And then you know I'm I'm not that way, but I can see as a Kramer and Kiesling fan why you like the gallerist it is so much about getting down to the the bare essentials as opposed to some of his other games so yeah so i get that yeah and that, i mean that's usually when i see a lacerda i'm not always that excited just because sometimes the rules can just be 
fiddly. Mm-hmm. And it's the Gallers is the only game, and it, it's still spotty that I can pull off and I know somewhat what I'm doing like months later if I have not played it before. Uh, Whereas a lot of his games, if I have not played it within a month, then it's it's gone. That is the hallmark of a Lacerda. It, yeah. it, thank goodness that you know the the Gallerous version, the Eagle Griffin, has that really nice player aid when it comes yeah. to it. Because I still have to be like, okay, you're doing this action. All right, let's read yeah, through and do the steps. I'm it, not yeah. remembering it for yeah, no way. Yep, totally agree. All right, well, good right. mailbag questions this round. Thanks so much for submitting those. Those are kind of some softballs, though. Come on, people. Give us some hard ones. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go to the, you know, I mean, we do have, I don't even know. Do we have a button on this board for da 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 We do. We do? All right. Let's try to guess. Try that one. Oh, it's so much more fun when we get to hear it. All right. That means it's time for a Kickstarter corner, right? I think that that's, that's what right. that button means. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm i on the fence about this one, but I definitely want to talk about it. I'd love to hear what the Punch Bunch wants to uh, say and, and has to say about it on our uh, guild and on our Slack channel. Uh, this one's Stroganov by Andreas Stedding, a guy that we've, you know, kind of been off again, on again with, uh, he's the Hansa Teutonica guy, you know, big fuss about him lately with the big box and everybody's saying this is the quintessential Euro game. And uh, he did the Stauffer Dynasty, which I know you guys had for a while and really liked. He did Gugong, which wasn't such a big one with us, unfortunately. But I am really interested in this Stroganov game. Uh, It is... It has beautiful art. The art is by, excuse me, Message Janik. And I would say that, uh, I, I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly, but it is, it is beautiful sort of, I'm not sure if it's 1700s, 1800s, uh, but it's about the Cossacks in Russia and Siberia to be, to be uh, exact. There's a lot of sort of, again, point-to-point movement here. You're moving out on these lands and you're trying to collect furs. You're you're kind of furriers, basically. And you're trying to collect these furs, and the great thing about it is you can collect them for objectives and get points. You can also uh, try to do some area majority into the lands that you've moved into. And you can also, there's a lot of chaining extra actions if you do it right in this game. So that's kind of what it, what is interesting there. There's a lot of resource conversion, but some of that resource conversion of the furs sort of uh, works into extra actions, which always feels good in a game if you can work those resources into getting more and bigger turns, right? And so that's and so that's one of the things in this game that I, I really got kind of turned on to with this. Plus, it looks like it moves fairly quick. You have, I think, spring, summer, winter or spring summer fall and then winter is sort of a set up the board kind of round and you do that four times so it's relatively quick and uh i'm i'm really interested in this one this one's put out by game brewer again the art looks beautiful looks like uh the kickstarter will have a lot of uh, nice bits in it. You know, they did do Gugong, and you can't complain about the production of Gugong, certainly. They also did Paris, which was a very pretty game as well. So it's it's kind of one to look into. What about what about it? You guys, you guys interested at all? Are you looking at it? What do you think? Oh, I'm trying to look it up. How is it 
How's it spelled? How's stroganoff spelled? No, like it's the food? Not, no. Okay. Not, I, not beef stroganoff. Every time he says stroganoff, I'm thinking beef, <laughs> okay. little hamburger helper, well, beef stroganoff. I, I searched stroganoff, the food, just how you spell the food on Kickstarter. And it, there is a beef stroganoff campaign. Uh, <laughs> on, on, on Kickstarter? That failed. The guy was trying to get 50 bucks for beef stroganoff. He got $7. Oh, <laughs> so I love that somebody's like, sure, I like beef stroganoff. Three people. Here he you had go. three backers. I know. Yeah. Uh, no, this is stroganoff. With an N-O-V, and that's okay. the big difference there. Uh, but like I said, check it out. And Richie, I think you'd like the the art for starters. But uh, honestly, and I know Rado doesn't do it for everybody, but he's got a good playthrough that really shows how the, uh, the chaining of actions can really snowball in this game, which is, like I said, most attractive to me. It's not a heavy game by any stretch of the imagination. It's a midweight Euro, but uh, for you People that love midweight euros, Melanie for one, I would highly suggest you check it out. Okay, I did. I finally found it. Uh, yes, the art does look beautiful, and that is something that uh, I really is, like. Is that pulling cover. me in. I know, yeah, right? Cover is beautiful. I know, and most of the tiles. So, so this game too is highly variable. You, your tiles come out every winter. You put new tiles out generally too, depending on. Uh, depending on what gets sort of taken over, what you build outposts on, and certain stuff like that. I just backed it. <laughs> All right, excellent. What the so hell? There you Great. go. What I was about heck? to ask Chad if he was backing it. So there we go. Okay. Okay. That cover, that cover got that me. It is a beautiful cover. That cover got me. These tiles, you know, and you know, uh, yeah. And I would say, Gugon for me, you know, we I played it three or four times, and I mean, I think that's your max of playing that game, but it was still enjoyable. I still yep. liked it. I love Hansa Jutonica. Um, you know, Stoffer Dynasty was, was yeah, I really like Stoffer. Was it was a good game? Yeah. What was the other one that you said? I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, that one was good, too. <laughs> uh, so what the heck? I'll give it a shot. So, yeah. you know, Game Brewer, like you said, does great. They do great components and art. Mm-hmm. That one thing, that Gugon was was beautiful. Uh, yes, it was. And I, lovely. I, I'm going to guess Michelle has a copy of the the expansion for Gugon. Oh, I think she does. Sure. Okay. Michelle has a copy I'm sure everything. she has. A, yeah. 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 I, want, I, I, I want to try the, the expansion because yes, right. the, the base game was good. But I, it could have definitely been better, and it, yep. hopefully they fix it in the expansion. Yeah, that would be interesting to see because I I obviously gotten rid of the game too by right, the time the expansion came out. So I oh, a few up. more, I think a few more rounds of uh, vaccinations, and we'll we'll be able to find that out. Oh, so, can't wait! Yes. I know. Well, that was our Kickstarter corner for Stroganoff, not the beef one. It's what? a time for some big old drafting. Drafty, drafty, draft. <laughs> Can you tell everybody how we draft here at Punchboard Paradise? So at Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. So we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is that if you draft last in the first round, you will draft first in the second round. We're going to roll off to see who sets the draft order. Wow, we actually get to see Chad. He can't hide it. No behind the blankets anymore. Five. Boom. Eight for me. How's he still win? All right, going first. I'm going to go in numerical order. Going first, Clef going second, Richie going round the bend. How's that numerical order? <laughs> because eight. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I thought oh, you were ranking okay. us as people. Oh, like, <laughs> Richie I, is in last place. I know place, I'm old Second here. class <laughs> citizen. <laughs> What's going on? All right. All right. All right. Give it to us, Chad. What is number one of the 2016 board games? Boy, oh boy. This ain't hard. 
They also had a big announcement, by the way. Ooh, that we've known week. about for a long time. We have we known have a, a lot about it. We yeah. couldn't say anything, but Great Western Trail from Eggert Spiel Games. Such a good Fister classic, and it is getting a reprint uh, with some nice art on the front of the board game, which is so exciting. And then they're having like an Argentina version, and then I think... Uh, New Zealand? New Zealand. So yeah. that's like 2022 and 2023, respectively, I believe, for those. But you know what? I'll take it. More hand management, more deck building, more rustling up some cattle. Hopefully some player powers. Yeah. Mm. What? I I hope so. I think maybe he, he'll talk to you about that, I bet, Clef. I think, I think uh, Alexander will call. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, he'll, yeah, he'll go message the, me hey, and be like, hey, he'll say, um, I've been thinking about making some player powers. Can you help me out? And, and then like, he'll yeah, talk to Richie and he'll be like, Richie, you wrote some good stories about some cows, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that part's probably more true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But hey, Fingers crossed. There's no question that Great Western Trail with its uh, mix of game mechanisms is is top of my list for for this draft great western trail is a great game of 2016 and i think anybody would be happy to have that in their collection nice clefster Very nice what do you got Woo! some good games in 2016 yes there sir good there are some good games richie i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you a softball and i'm gonna leave oh, you i'm gonna leave one on the board okay. i'm gonna leave it wow. for you all right Look at that. Um, you know, it, it's yeah, it's 2021. We All need right. some love. We need some love. You okay. know, there you go. Right. Need a little love. So I'm gonna pick as my first game, <sighs> Fallen Sky. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a game that I have just come to. Absolutely. This is one that wouldn't even have been on my radar in 2016. I guess it wouldn't have been on my radar in 2019. But anyways, <laughs> uh, this is one of the coin series, and it is the. Um, time of Caesar going and basically, uh, you know, going and fighting the Gauls, um, in, you know, in the, uh, Belgic and, you know, Germanic and those type of areas or whatever back, back in the day. And I just find this game to be absolutely just fascinating. And I've, I've been on a really big, like a lot of games here lately, I've been playing, uh, the Caesar or the Roman empire in, in these different, you know, like whether it be Pendragon or other things, but anyways, um, but I just, I, I, it's such a great game. I mean, the coin mechanism is so good. I, I, there was a point where I think there was another game that I kind of thought was my number one coin game, but mm. honestly, this one has turned into my number one coin game nice. and I just absolutely love it. And I know I'm going to get no votes because no one plays <laughs> this, but I don't care. I'm naming what I think is my favorite game yeah. of 2000. Well, Chad took my favorite game of 2006, yeah, right. but there's my next. So fallen sky is what I'm, Oh, but I'm going to just say, Punch Bunch, you should give him some points here just because, I mean, he he's committing fully to this. He just got a banner that's now in his basement from two year, two days ago that is an SPQR banner. He actually, <laughs> to put the headphones on for recording today, he had to take off his laurel leaves. He's actually <laughs> sitting in a toga right now, which I'm kind of uncomfortable about. But, like, <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he is committed. So, you know, I, I'll give him some points yes, for that. The, the when he goes in, down here is slowly turning <laughs> Wait, hey, all right, Roman. good old verse and getterex with the big old stash right there that's another Ooh. thing can i just say we played fallen sky which i enjoyed we played fallen sky last week and i just watched 
the name Vercingetorix roll off his tongue several times. I'm telling you, that's he can't not... say Tawantin Suyu, but he can say Vercingetorix like 40 times flawlessly. Maybe, I, maybe I've been reincarnated yeah. from uh, the right. Roman, Roman Empire. Maybe it's... I was once an emperor. I don't know. Who knows? All right. All well, that, right. So, yep. That's a good pick. That, pick that was fun last week. Fall in sky. since I won. Yeah. Um, All right. Gets it in there. Ooh, right between the shoulder well, And blades. honestly, I think the only reason I, I won is because I did not attack Chad. I've started to learn more and more that m- always my mistake is to, even if it is in my best interest to attack Chad, he will not let it go for the entire game. <laughs> so I've learned that if I don't attack him, I, I, I have a better chance of winning. Can I just say, can I just say, I was thinking coming over here today, I was like, I wonder if we could ever draft our angriest moments. And so many of those involve Richie <laughs> for me. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I've turned a new leaf. because I, I, I have picked up on that if I wrong chatted in the slightest, I'm not going to win that game. <laughs> Some guy with laurel leaves just running after you over miles and miles. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. What do you got? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, the the softball. Clef left me. Yeah. Hey, I'm there it's for you, buddy. My former number one, uh, now my number four, uh, Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Fantastic game. We've talked mm-hmm. about it a lot here, especially with the expansion. Uh, it is, like I said, it is a fantastic game. Now you can play it online as well. You're not subjected to that Steam version that we backed on Kickstarter a couple of years ago. That is terrible. You can actually go play a nicer version of it on Yukata. So uh, check it out if you have not already. Uh, so that would be my number one. My number two, I'm going to go with another game that the expansion, in my opinion, fixes the game, makes the game perfect. And that is Railroad Revolution. Uh, and obviously the the expansion was Railroad Evolution. And it, it, it made the game perfect in in my eyes as far as what they were trying to do and it is a what's your game game that plays quickly uh, is is extremely interesting especially with the expansion Uh, and there's that expansion just takes away that easy route that everyone can take of just doing the union pacific uh, just slapping that down there it's not unbeatable but it, it definitely is so it's a lot easier to win that way so it's hard not to go that route when everyone else is doing it so uh, that will be my second pick, Railroad Revolution. Good pick, man. Okay, it's a great game. Uh, even before the expansion, I still yeah, always true. enjoyed it. Certainly the expansion made it better, but yeah. What you got, Clef? For my second pick, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, th- go with a coin game. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, <laughs> my, so surprising. <laughs> my second, uh, the second coin game, is, or my second favorite coin game, is uh, what I will pick second here, which is liberty or death here's the thing i i was well, gonna pick that but i thought he would yeah. not pick two coins yeah games. no no he's he's all in <laughs> he's all in hey he's all i mean in. they're they're I mean, amazing the yeah. games they are absolutely just amazing games and if you are intimidated to play a coin game don't because they actually are once you kind of get past the the basic knowledge of what you you know how the coin system works all the games are fairly you, you know, you at least have an idea going yeah, into it. going and, into it, yeah. But they're so well put together. There's so much good player interaction. I mean, obviously, if you don't like player interaction, then no, you're not going to like a coin game. But if you like player interaction and you like just a, a good puzzle that you're constantly trying to figure out what do you need to do to try to win the game, they're amazing. And the great thing about Liberty or Death, actually, is if, it's, if you're new to coin, it's not a bad one to play if you have a couple people that know how to play you can basically pair up because you it's one of the unique coin games where 
you will be working like the Americans and the French work together and then the British and the Indians work together. And so you both have similar goals. You do have something that's a little bit different, but you're working together to try to, you know, basically stop the other force. Um, you know, Richie and I've had a couple of great games where we've just absolutely <laughs> dominated, um, yes. you know, just, and then Clef wins. Well, you know, okay, <laughs> sure. But, uh, a uh, little fact here, uh, Liberty Death is the only coin game I've ever won. I've never won a game of Fallen Sky uh, or Andean Abyss or any of the others. That I, Well, that's not true. I guess I won a, I won Quil- uh, Colonial Twilight, the two-player one. Oh, there you so, go. Okay, he, but, he's yeah. not taking off the robe so, until he wins. Uh, so, yes, <laughs> until I win Fallen Sky. But uh, Liberty or Death, the other cool thing about it is, I mean, from a for someone who like me who loves history, it's also very cool for, you know, the, the – once again, the theme just is very, very cool. Uh, you, you know, as, as the, as the Patriots, you play, you know, George Washington, uh, you know, as, as the French, you know, you you play, you know, uh, you know, you know, certain historical people. It's just, it's just so cool how they do it and you know, the system so well. And then the, the maps are just beautiful. So yeah. So I got to go. My second pick is, is Liberty or death. And I, I, I think this is a good pick. I think for me personally, that's my one of my favorite coin games. I, I would say to anybody wanting to dip their toe in, what is it? The new one that's coming out by GMT. People uh, Power. The People's Power is going to be sort of the entryway game. But I think Cuba Libre, if you want to go for something that can be out right now, that's probably the big one. Andy and Abyss maybe too, but those are the ones that you want to get in with. But I would say the ones that, you're interested in the history are the ones that that you're going to be gravitating towards because Gandhi is one of my favorites just because I still really like the history. I like Liberty or Death too, but I just really amazing. think yep. the the history, you know, and that's really what's going to draw you in because again, so much of it is the same. You'll like the little wrinkles no matter what I think, but so much of it is the same and what you're going to gravitate towards is is the stuff that that really immerses you in the gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. Good pick. All right, Chad, what do you got for your next pick? Okay, well, for my next pick, I'm going to pick a game that uh, actually I just got a notice on my Deluxe Bits. Oh, finally. So, yeah. <laughs> so how about that? Yokohama. Yokohama. I'm finally, uh, finally going to get my I Deluxe And I need this desperately because uh, Jason keeps inviting me to Yokohama games <laughs> on Board Game Arena. I keep accepting. Jason, I have, I have, I have not read those rules. <laughs> I am just clicking. I'm really waiting for Chad to get his game so I can relearn Yokohama. <laughs> Well, I I still really like this game by Hisashi Hayashi Uh, and uh, TMG. I think I I hope that it's not on its last legs, but I'm finally going to get my deluxe bits in and play this game. I really like the way that it combines that sort of Istanbul point to point movement and kind of keeping a. Uh, a route going so that you can maximize your actions, but also sort of keeping in mind area majority and the different bonuses that you can get while you're working towards that. So Yokohama is still still one of my favorite games. So it's got to make that list. Nice. Then, I, I don't know. Is it a different game? Uh, I, I will cede to you two. Is it a different game to to go with Vinos Deluxe? Or does that can that not count? Uh, I did not count it because okay. you're going to say the 2010 version. 
Right. So you can't claim a 2010 right. I didn't really 2016. care for yeah. I like the art, but okay. Just if, you, if you were saying, I like the 2016 version, yeah. then I'd say you could do it. But okay. if you're saying, no, then it doesn't count. Okay, so fair enough. Uh, well, I'm going to go with one that you guys will never steal from me, and I'm not going to have to worry about it. But I'm going to take it anyway, because I still like it. And I really, really, really think that Richie, as much as he likes Age of Steam, should like this game more. Even though it's oh, not Age of Steam. This is Tramways by oh, Albin Viard. Oh, I'm, I'm game. ready to try that I again. I am ready to try Tramways yeah. again. I think you guys will like it. Now, look, it is not Age of Steam. It's not. You oh, can't well, expect mind. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot expect it to be Age of Steam. But it is a really great, tight, tight auction. And then I love the deck building with your multi-use hand of cards and trying to get certain passengers so that you get certain powers for the round. It's, I mean, it can be so tight when you're starting to deliver and cut people off and those kinds of things. The, our first play, like I said, Alpen VR did you a dirty and made you feel bad. <laughs> but, but. Hey. Well, I'm, I'm, it, I'm ready yeah. to try yeah, again. I'm ready to try again. All right. Okay. So Tramways is my third pick. Clef, give us what you got. I don't know if there are any more coin games that came out in 2016. I think, I think I'm out of coin games. <laughs> um, okay, well, for my third pick, I am going to pick a a very, what I would consider to be a very lightweight Euro game. But it is a game that I still own, and I still enjoy this game. It's very It can be played fairly quickly. I like it at two. I like it at three. I like it at four. And the favorite part about this game is it's, action selection you're gonna draw it oh good i All knew right. that was coming you're i thought it would slip by i knew ah. chad wouldn't take it nope ah. uh, <laughs> we're talking about ulm by the way here people yeah. so um but you take a a tile out of the bag and then you're basically going to slide it into this nine by nine grid and whatever three tiles are based left in that the row that you basically pushed you get to take those three actions and you know my one might be to move your boat up uh, along the river. One might be to build a um, one of these building type of things. You know, you, just different actions that you have or play a card uh, or draw cards, you know, different things. And you're trying to make sets with the cards. And then you're trying to, like I said, move your boat up as, as far as you can because you get points for that. And it's simple. It's easy. But it's it's just a lot of fun. I still, like right now, you could say, hey, let's pull Ulm off the shelf. And I'd be like, cool. I like to play this game a lot. I, I really think it's a great game. And if you like light to medium light uh, Euro games, this one should be right up your alley because it is a it's a great game. Yeah, a fantastic game. It, it is. I was hoping that it would slip, slip Ooh, back down. To well, me, I gave you one. I gave you one. You already, did give me right? one. Yeah. You did give yeah. me one already. But yeah, it is. I mean, it plays so quickly and just the 10 rounds are. I mean, it, it's great. Yep. I don't know why yep. Chad didn't like it. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's just I don't know. It's just a. It's just a Marmite thing, I guess. I can't really explain it. But that is Ohm from Gunter Burkhart. And, of course, it's beautiful because uh, Michael Menzel did the art on that one. Good pick. Good pick. Right. It's not All mine, right. but it's a good pick. Yeah. All right, Richie, what do you got for your last pick? All right. Well, I'm last gonna, two picks, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Innis or Innish uh, for my third pick. I love this. This is a Richie pick. Yeah, definitely. And this is in the, the line of Kemen and uh, uh, Cyclades. Uh, and you know it's dudes on the map, but you you are you're doing a lot of bluffing in this game. You're doing uh, the drafting of the cards. I love the drafting of the cards, and it's one that it it didn't get a great reception. And I think honestly, it's one that you have to play more than once because you really need to know the cards that you're drafting to to make sure that you are set up 
perfectly for the game. Uh, another thing that I think a lot of people don't like is that, I mean, you you have to announce that you're going to win the game next yeah. round, and then people will bash you down. Mm -hmm. So, what, yeah, what do you say to that? Because that was going to be my question. I have never played it, but that's the one big criticism that you hear that I pay attention to is it's a sort of a bash leader in the same way that Munchkin, God forbid, is a bash leader. And I would say with this one, because honestly, I mean, you're going to have this in a lot of games like Coin, Root. I mean, you see who's about to win. Like, if we know that winter card is going to come up here soon, everyone takes that person down a notch. Uh, and you, you're going to have that in this as well. This is where playing it more than once, where you actually know the cards that you're drafting. And before you put yourself in the position where you're going to be winning the next round, you you have drafted your hand perfectly so where you can't be stopped. Now, it, it, like I said, if it's your first time playing, you're not going to know that. You're not going to know to put yourself in that position or how to put yourself in that position to, to get the win and you're going to get knocked down and that may happen to you a couple times before someone else wins ahead of you uh, but it's, it's definitely an interesting game especially with that the, the card drafting and with mm. the expansion they added uh, islands and just more cards uh, which I like so I'd actually like to play this again the the only time I have played it uh, the person who taught it was basically one of those people who they were just trying to win. They weren't really trying to oh, teach to it. Oh, actually teach and, the game. Yeah, yeah. and that's, I, I hate when that's I play worst. games when people are like that. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really feel like it was a very good experience. Uh, but I would like to try that one again. That, that'd be another good one that I would, uh, and what, does that play at a four? Yes. Yeah, at a four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, good pick. All right. And my last pick, I, I didn't have to worry about it. Uh, and this is uh, Mansions of Madness, second edition, and uh, it's one that I've I've picked on other lists. It is, honestly, it's my favorite cooperative game. The gameplays that I've had of it, we always have stories within, and honestly, this this could just be the group. Uh, if I played it with Clef, I, would, I probably wouldn't like it as much. But, <laughs> well, maybe not never this know. new Clef. Who knows? Um, you, you'd be like, look, do you still have to wear that toga to this? Can you, <laughs> can you please Stop talking put about this my trench toga. coat on? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you have a group that likes cooperatives uh, and story-driven games, uh, this is a, a fantastic game. It implements the app perfectly. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. Clef. All right, all right. Those are some. Those are some Richie picks. I like them. Yeah. And, some, and and we got uh, Corey Konetska and his Fantasy Flight yeah. games in there. So, okay, Clef, what you got? All right, for my last pick, I'm going to go with uh, Russian Railroads Light, uh, which is the card drafting game called First Class. Um, you know, I, I really don't have a lot of people that even like this game, but for <laughs> no. some reason, I just really enjoy it. I think it's, it's once again, it's on that level of ohm for me where it's that 45 minute quick filler game that uh, I, I like how the drafting goes, where you only draft so many cards from each row and then the row is gone. So it's not like you can, you know, like I'll draft this one. Oh, you know, and I still have an opportunity to get this, this, this. No, I mean, you're, they're gone and it's quick. You only draft, I think it's like two, three cards around and you only have like uh, six three rounds. cards, I think. Yeah. Three cards. Yeah. yeah. It's quick. I mean, it does not take a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but it's once again, it's one of those games where to start with your points are really low in the first couple of rounds, but then they just start to build and they build and they build. And, you know, I, I it's one of those games I kind of see it well. So I, I like playing it because I usually can go, Ooh, you know, I'll do this and get all my engineer all the way or the whatever the train conductor all the way down and boom, boom, boom. I, I just like it. And I, like I said, I know a lot of people don't, but that's going to be my fourth pick first class. Well, we know Chad doesn't like it. This is all about, for some reason, this, this is all about games that I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't care for, but uh, everybody else did. I can see it. I, I just, the combos of it were just making me think of, you know, a long lost 
high school love of Russian railroads, and that's the only the only love that I really wanted to see. So, well, you know. if that's how your brain's operating, yep, I would. See <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed. It. I did finally get rid of my copy just because I play it online quite a bit, and like you said, no one wants to play it in real life other yeah. than you. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a copy. So, yeah. All right, all right, Chad, finish us off. All right. Well, this was tough. I had two ways to go with this last pick. Um, and, and this is getting down there because, uh, I didn't include, uh, Venus deluxe. So I had two games that were sort of on the cusp and one of them, uh, I had to put on the list because my family, it's just their favorite game ever, but I'm going to go with this game because it's my list. And this is the one I like to play more. I have to just, I did write this game off at first, but I have to just, uh, identify myself as an Uva gamer. And I will say, spit it out, my man, spit it out. <laughs> Feast for Odin, Feast for Odin, wow, is going to be my 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 last game on the list. I I still really like this game with the Norwegians expansion, and I I know that it is loosey goosey, but I like I prefer tight Uva Rosenberg, but I still like loosey goosey Uva Rosenberg. I think he's just trying to win the the vote. <laughs> I don't he's think he plays this game. Oh, that's yeah, not Chad, true. Continue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this game. I like I like it actually. I do like it solo, and I like it at two players. So, and uh, I that honestly, what what helps with this game is that the Rosenberg games are games that my wife likes to play, mm-hmm. and so that's another reason. I will say an honorable mention, and you guys can talk about it too, but I will say an honorable mention, and you guys will scoff at this, but my family loves, and one of the most played games of all time for me because of my family and extended family is Insider by Oink Games because they love that easy 20 questions deduction thing. I've never played it, so I have no idea. It, it is, I've played Werewords. I haven't played insider insider is basically like you have one person who knows uh what the word is along with the master and everybody's playing 20 questions guess it it distills where words basically and uh we had stephanie's 90 year old grandmother play and she was shouting you know like (laughs) you can get everybody to play this game so that was on my list too but i'm gonna go with feast for odin because uh again with the norwegians expansion i really like it i get why people don't like the loosey-goosey overwrought 60 60 space worker placement uh idea but i still like it i i like feast road a lot i still own it uh but it is one that it's hard to get out just because that action board is ridiculous i w- i will not <laughs> but, disagree it but is i also like that ones. i yeah. i like i like uh old lucy goosey uh rosenberg so yep old lucy goosey well there <laughs> you have right. uh any other richie did you have any other honorable mentions there um, I had 51st State Master Set on here. Um, oh, yeah. It was more, they changed, I mean, they changed quite a bit, but it's not as big of a change as like Mansions of Madness. So that's why I didn't pick that one. Sure. I also listed on here, not that I was ever going to pick it, but uh, Crisis. Do you guys remember our play of Crisis? <laughs> oh, I will never <laughs> that <was> classic. Brett's uh, <laughs> gone. Oh, Vince's which, look will go down <laughs> in my memory forever. Look? I mean, he when he literally did, left the table, when he walked away, when he gave the look to that that guy teaching it and walked away. Oh, I felt I, bad for that guy. Oh my god, that was oh, that was a rough teach. <laughs> with, with, wow, Vince at the table. Oh boy, that was but amazing. funny for us. Yes. Oh, it was funny. The great thing was that guy had taught like three other games of it per, per, prior yeah. to us. Yes, <laughs> uh, I thought I saw something about a deluxe game of crisis coming out deluxe TMG, copy or something. i thought didn't tmg Come, bring it back could be i thought it was something i saw new or something yeah i, I think they kickstarted it or something yeah. okay so um i threw down i've got a couple of honorable mentions uh 
One, I know this is far, far, far down my list, but I'll mention this because it is my favorite solo game. And that's Castles of Burgundy, the card game. Yeah, that's a good one. And the only reason, yeah. I mean, you, you get the same feel of Castles of Burgundy. I'd always rather play Castles of Burgundy over right. it. But as a solo game, you're actually competing versus the guy trying to outscore him as opposed to just trying to get a high score, which I yeah. hate that in, all, you know, in any solo game of, of Euros where that's all you're trying to do. So uh, that's a small shout out for that game. And then uh, another game that I've had a lot of fun with family-wise too is called America. I don't know if I've ever played this one yeah, with you I guys. I yep. just, as far as a trivia game goes, it is so fun because you're getting to like kind of bet and hedge your, you mm-hmm. know, like you don't have to know anything and you can just go, oh, well, that person knows and then just kind of follow them or or bet that, you know, half the time it's like, oh, no one's going to know the answer, you know, type of thing. So, And right. the great thing about the America one, because I, I got it after playing it with you, the great thing about the America one is that it's ridiculous, embarrassing trivia, like how many hot dogs do Americans eat or yeah. how many paintball <laughs> ranges are in America, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, That's a lot really- of stuff <laughs> that really makes us look like idiots. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Not like we need so that's uh, that's some respectable lists like yeah. like cleft usually does he's going to post it up on the guild uh at three two two seven and we encourage everybody to vote i actually was in on a group text about cleft getting his uh tattoo uh you know we, we we've talked about this recently so he's he's planning from that last one i think so maybe yeah maybe we give it a, yeah. a tattoo update next yeah episode. exactly yeah yeah uh well Corey basically texted and said he has the guy ready and he's ready for to pay yep, for, he's got for the, my tattoo. He has the art, the money, and the guy ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What more do you need? Uh, we'll I just am do not some baby lotion a on that area. Paradise thing <laughs> tattooed on. <laughs> Maybe, maybe as, like as an long eight, as you get a tattoo, right? I think yeah, that's, it could okay. be Tweety Bird with a meeple. Maybe, like a little, <laughs> maybe a little Age of Steam tile or something. Ooh, all right, yeah, something Look at like that. that. There you go. Right, Look at that, yeah. and then later you can upgrade it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose this draft, so I might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might have a full sleeve. All right, I'm going to roll over here. So Chad took. Great Western Trail, uh, Yokohama, Tramways, and A Feast for Odin. Richie Yee's got Lorenzo El Magnifico, Railroad Revolution, Inish, and Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. And I took Fallen Sky, Liberty or Death, Ulm, and First Class. Well, let's talk about some Punchboard previous plays. Previous plays. Yeah. Hey, Punch Bunch, are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic Hex Trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free Hex Tray. We're going to talk about some punch board previous plays. Yeah. Yeah. And continuing on. More than on, just one? Yeah, we are because we're Ooh. way behind. All right. So continuing on with the alliteration, we're going to talk first about PAX Premier Second Pedition. PAX Premier. <laughs> so gentlemen, do you remember what you gave PAX Premier a few years ago? Uh, since we just listened to that episode and figured it out? Yes, yeah. I do remember now. <laughs> okay, good. 
there's any loyal uh, punch punch that, that wants to go through and find out what we rated Joe all of our yeah. previous games wow. <laughs> and then send us that list because we spend about 30 minutes before. <laughs> <Trying to> find- <laughs> <laughs> yep. We need to start keeping track of that from now yeah. on, like writing it down somewhere. We but should. I mean, you do have a nice pen it, over there. But. Yeah, well, there you go. I don't, we're, we're not doing anything right now, anything, but I'm just saying. So, yes. <laughs> I've gotten where I know I have to write down our games that we drafted because otherwise I'm like texting you guys on Wednesday night like, hey, what did you draft or Tuesday yep. night or whatever it is, yeah. Okay, moving on. What, <laughs> Richie? Where were we? Were this is a game. This mm. is a game. This is a great game. Yeah, this is a, a six. Oh, it was a six back then. It's still a six now. Solid six. Solid six. So I don't know, Clef, but do moved. I know you or do I know you? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that I was like, Richie, this is a Richie game. Come that on is, now. Oh, that is yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's it's elegant. Very much so. Crisp. Sexy. <laughs> like a wine, almost like a wine. Like what a did you give it? What, what did you give it? <laughs> I gave it a five. Yeah, I and was, that was before you had your own yeah. copy, I think. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, this is a six. Ooh, no doubts about it. It is to me a absolutely amazing game. It, uh, you know, some people have claimed it's a little too swingy for them, just because you know, some well, it's a luck in the cards and stuff. And I, I don't, I just don't think that you. I mean, yes, you can have a bad game where maybe some things go wrong, but uh, the game is made to be where, you know, if you play better, I, I think you're going to have a m- more better chance to win than uh, than just the luck of the cards. I mean, you, you've got a lot of cards out there and you got a lot of different options. Uh, I just, I don't know. I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, I've played a lot of other PAX games since then and where they're all good, you can just see how wonderfully fine-tuned that Cole made this game yes. and just, just how perfect he, he did it. And it's, it is, it's like a fine glass of wine. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's flat out of six. I'm going to echo you guys. I, I wow. did a five before and it is, it really is a six. It, I think it's, it was right outside my top 10. Maybe when we drafted, I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly, but it, it, man, it is so good. It is an experience game. We talk about those games where you can, you, you play the mechanisms and you enjoy that, but you talk about it later because of the story that oh. plays out. And there, that is this in spades, right? We're still talking about that that five player game that we oh yeah, played. Over at Jake's five or four player at Jake's. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. So good and, and just so on the edge of your seat. Yeah, and it's a game that you should be involved in everyone's turn. Right? Yeah. You should be got to know what they're doing. To, yeah, yep. great. Seeing point. what they're doing and also trying to get them to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it yeah. Just, yeah, it, it's fantastic. I went. Uh, I will say it's a provisional six because I cannot say that this game is for everyone. But if you listen to our podcast and you take us seriously, this is one of our favorite games. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a really great one. So you might have to decide if it's for you, but it is a great game for this podcast. Is this the first time we've ever had a rating go up for, for us? Uh, for you and I, because I think yeah. Richie yeah, already gave it a six. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't can't think of another game. I mean, it's definitely the first one that's gone up to a six. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't remember of any of the other ones that have gone I, up. I can think of some other ones that probably will here soon. But I, I, I know that uh, I think I upped uh, Arkwright for mine. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So All right. anyway, let's let's hear what our punch punch had to say, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So. And I I apologize in advance. Boharmar Nespezek Interesting game, but not great for my taste. I like it in the three players, allows some strategy and long-term planning. More players, more chaos. 
In five players, there's no strategy, just situational decisions where future prospects isn't clear at all. It also gets longer and downtime is increasing. Last game, I let other players win to end the game prematurely. Wow. For one, I was second and my chances to last scoring was not great, mainly wanted to end the game. One factor to consider, I played three games all online. This for sure affects my feeling as I lose focus and interest much faster than playing it, uh, you know, actually on the table. You know, I, I would, I would understand what you're saying there. I mean, for one thing, yes, playing this online would certainly disconnect me for the game because yeah. it is a lot of playing the players. And as Richie said, trying to talk them into things, stuff like that. And I will also agree at five, it does become a little bit more of just the situation you're in as opposed to, uh, you know, like at a two player and a three player, it is a lot more of being able to just jockey and make sure that you're kind of in a, in a good position. So yeah, uh, those are good comments there. Bohemir Nepozitek. So thank you very much. I'm going to read one from uh, one of our regular contributors on the Slack channel, Wesley Vanderberg. And Wesley says, dynamic, mean, beautiful. Mm. The PAX engine is simply great, and I totally align with the amount of forward strategy it provides in the series. As to pa PAX Premier 2, the character of each game is totally different and can change multiple times in the same session. Alignment shifts as easy as day and night, but not without risk. Outside of the PAX system, how many other games feature sandbox-like fluid dynamism while keeping the struggle on a knife's edge? Like other Eklundian games, it is mostly opportunistic in gameplay. Good play involves exploiting temporary relative imbalances or advantages. And if you are not in such a position, steering the game into a new direction is a strong incentive. There is always a plan to be made to affect the game state the way you think or pray it will help you out best. Simpler, easier to play, and more trackable than first edition, but not better of the two. I enjoy playing it, and the production is superb. A very, very good game, but might be less sharp and tight than the first edition. Still tied for Game of the Year 2019 beautifully written yeah nicely done wesley and the last one would be from jake i really wanted to like it most of the rest of my group loves it uh, so i gave it a good number of tries and i wouldn't say i dislike it but it doesn't excite me much probably a three on the punch board scale i played it for the first time within a week of playing pax ren and i just think that game is so so much better while doing a fairly similar thing premiere feels incredibly limited to me everything just feels so marginal and such a slog compared to the big swings and crazy moves you can pull off in pax Ren. I would just never see a reason to choose this over that. Hmm. All right. And well, this, this generated a lot of conversation in our forum. So I would definitely re uh, recommend uh, if you hmm. wanted to continue the conversation or read some of We had some long posts. Bryce had a, a nice long post in there. Uh, Matthew put up a nice post in there as well. Uh, so, yeah, I would say check out our guild for some further discussion. And I can't argue with some of these. It's going to come down to preference. And sure. based on ja yeah. uh, on Jake's uh, post, I'm excited to play the Pax Ren that I kickstarted a while back. So, you know, I know that we've talked here about mm -hmm. how Eklund is definitely a controversial figure and all those kinds of things. But the game engine itself is is very interesting to me. So I'm excited to play it. All right. Well. We should get along to our next one. And our next game is one that is highly touted here. A lot of our, our punch punch like it. And it's City of the Big Shoulders from our, our friend, Raymond Chandler Third. Yeah. You all remember what you gave this one? Yes. Yep. I, I know I gave it a six. All right. I gave it a six. And I believe I gave it a, a four. So, Chad, you start off. Where are yep. you at now with this game? You know... I, I'm going to be honest. I don't dislike this game at all. The 
the the issue for me, and we've talked so much at length about this, and I don't mean to ding it because it's like other games, but Raymond uh, specifically said, I want I want this part from Arkwright, and then I like this part from 18XX, which is primarily 1846. Uh, and and I like that because he put it in a worker placement engine. And I have played a lot of games since with uh, with players who have played this first and then played an 18xx. And it makes an 18xx so much more palatable for them. And they understand it a little bit more because of the companies and your own personal money. I, I'm going to stick with four. But if anybody brings it to the table, I mean, I, I will play it. I will play it and, and enjoy it, too. Um, the only reason that it wasn't higher for me is because I, I like Arkwright and I like 18xx games. And sometimes mm-hmm. getting flavors of City makes me want to play those. That's okay. the only reason. Okay. Still a great game. Um, obviously I have sung the praises of this game. It is to me a very, very, very cool game. Um, you know, I, I love the worker placement aspect of it that, that incorporated the, the stocks and the, and the companies and everything that goes along with it. And I still find this game to be great. I think it's one of those games that I played it so much when it first came out, it was so hot um, and over time it's kind of gotten a little bit, uh, you know, there's not a lot, sometimes not, once you kind of figure out the, the system, you know, the, the, the variability maybe is a little bit lacking. Um, yeah, you, you definitely and, need, um, I mean, it has an expansion, uh, but you need. Yeah. More. And I mean, it's not really, you know, it's really just some extra yeah, companies. Just extra so it's companies. not really, um, and you know, um, as you know, as we'll read here in a moment, you know, one of our, our punch punch said, you know, uh, that those, those companies, uh, those, uh, Expansion companies are sometimes even a little overpowered where a we don't bit. play those. You know, all that being said, and and I and I don't want anybody to go freaking out on this, but just maybe <laughs> as I've changed a little bit, this has dropped a little bit for me. Not a lot, okay? This is still a very, very solid five for me, okay? Mm. Um, and that is more to do, I think, with just... I have, you know, where maybe Chad is, is gone, you know, he, he's definitely gone down that 18XX path. I have kind of gone in maybe, you know, what you'd almost say is the opposite direction and gone more, you know, coin game and war game, you know. So it, it just, for me, it's, it's still an amazing game. And don't, please don't anybody all of a sudden say, oh, I don't like this game. That's, that's you know, crazy. But it has dropped a little bit for me on my desire to play. And now, some new expansion could come out and this boom, this could jet right back up there. But at this moment, I'm going to, I got to be honest and I'm going to say it's a five for me. Still a great game. Yeah. yeah so fantastic game. And, and I'm in the same boat. It, it come down to a five for me. It, it had dropped out and I forgot to say my, uh, the ones that completely dropped out in my top 50, it dropped out in my top 50. It's still at like 60 something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still hovering around there. And it's, and it's just that one, I thought it was going to be an arc right killer. Uh, but I've played Arkwright since, and Arkwright is still still better. Still better. It yeah. is still in my top twenty-ish mm-hmm. around there. So it is. It's just one that, yeah, I'll play it anytime we throw it on the table. But it is one that it's not. It it, it can't hit my top ten. Yeah. Now, so it's yeah, so it's coming down to a five for me. All right. All right. Well, let's hear about what the Punch Bunch had to say about it. Oh, I get to read good old our good friend Ben Maddox. All right. Oh, I like already the start of this. As I make it my goal to disagree with Clef as much as humanly possible, I was determined to hate this game, 
but I just couldn't do it. That's right, Ben. You just need to listen to me. There's so much here, such depth and potential for different strategies. It gives you that wonderful 18xx crunch without the time investment. All this from a first-time designer. Though I am disappointed that not once did you mention Big Sleep or Farewell My Lovely in your review. Those are those are a gumshoe references to like I think Raymond Chandler. Uh, the 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 screenwriter. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I really <laughs> like the Big Sleep and the Big Lebowski, which Big Sleep is you know, Big Lebowski is an homage to the Big Sleep. So mm. I like both of those. I'm with you, Ben. All right. I like Big with Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, slightly less good as than Eurotrip, uh, supposedly. I, but really, the best part of that was I like to disagree with Clef, but I couldn't. That's really what Ben should think every single time when he tries to disagree. With uh, well, Richie. All right, next one's from Matthew S., I played this once. I've never played an 18xx game, nor has discussion of them made them sound interesting to me. But I thought this might be an intermediate step that would tell me whether I was wrong about that. I found the worker placement interesting, the company management mildly interesting, and the stock market totally uninteresting. I rated this a 7.5 out of 10, resold it, and confirmed that I'm unlikely to try 18xx going forward. Yeah. I, I I would agree with that. If you don't necessarily like this, because with well, 18XX, especially the things he's not liking, yeah, right? yeah. things yeah. that he's not he liking, especially, like. yeah. Because I mean, all you're tacking on now then is the route building, and that is my least favorite part of 18XX. Just because it once you do it, it's done, and now we're just gonna keep right. running Dinging that bell. Yeah, yeah, um, I get that. Uh, when you up, it's a it's a thing with 18XX. Once you know the tile manifests and stuff like that, we've played pretty friendly tile manifests, but once you know the tile manifests and you can take over and take away tiles that other people can play out, that gets more interesting. It's it's a question of, because I watched you with Age of Steam and you pay attention to that a little bit more and you do enjoy mm -hmm. some of that. So I think it, it's, you know, not that you want to, but it's becoming more comfortable comfortable with the no, tile yeah, set. I, I like it in, a, in Age of Steam just because it, a lot of times, especially, I mean, it depends on the map, but a lot of times it's, I mean, you can get blocked out of places and it's so devastating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where I didn't necessarily find that in 18 Chesapeake, but we, we love Chad, so we're going to play another one that is supposed <laughs> we, to be we a just little said, bit more. We just said earlier tonight we would play another with one. Yes. Day, just because so, we love them. And that warms my heart for several reasons, but thank you. But I will say that Chesapeake was a much more permissible tile laying game. Yeah, too, and so. I, I want to try a more yeah. cutthroat one. Yeah, and maybe or, that or will that will help. Promiscuous? No, <laughs> not promiscuous. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's that's you in your robe. Okay, <laughs> so uh, the last punch punch one I'll read is Joe Farrell's. He says the stock trading part of this game does feel like 18xx light, so I can see how a fan of 18xx would rather play one of these. Personally, after admittedly little experience with 18xx, I'd rather play City. It's easier to learn while still being challenging enough to reward multiple plays. I found 18xx games to be rather dry and mechanical. City has more character and more reasonable play time. I prefer its worker placement mechanics to the route building you find in 18xx. It's not a perfect game by any means. I can't really recommended as a two-player game it's much stronger at four two of the expansion companies seem so overpowered that most groups i've played with don't allow them in the first round there does seem to be some luck of the draw in terms of which buildings you're dealt the rule book recommends a drafting variant that i'd be curious to try to see whether that changes my impressions at all also i'd recommend omitting the public goal tiles as i think this leads 
leads to more interesting decisions in the stock phase as to whether you should keep a company or tank it. Though either way, I think City is more the type of game that rewards running a good company over one that rewards burning down your opponents, which again, I think is more 1846 than mm. some of the other games. Still, this is a fun game that I'm happy to own and still enjoy after many plays. It's a strong four in my book. Hmm. Okay. Some great That's, thoughtful analysis yeah. by our punch punch. Yeah. And, and by the way, Joe, yeah, I, I don't play that game without drafting tiles. Yeah. I, I, don't, right, I right. can't even remember the last time we didn't draft the tiles. Yeah, yeah. You want to do that. There you go. Uh, right. Some really good, insightful look back from our Punch Punch. Uh, again, I'd highly suggest that you get on the guild if you're not part of that already. If you're on Board Game Geek, we'd love to have you. But uh, that's some some good games we've talked about this episode. Oh. I hope you all are getting in some good games. In the meantime, Punch Punch, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at punchboarders. We are on Instagram at punchboardparadise and Facebook at punchboardparadise. That one with the wooden bowls.